This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Oh, it's time for holiday shopping. If you're struggling to think of the perfect gift for the golfer in your life, look no further. Our friends at Matchstick Golf are running their annual Black Friday sale where every golf ball marker on their site is now buy one, get one free. Starting Monday, November 21st through Sunday, November 27th, just add two markers to your cart on matchstickgolf.com and you'll receive every second marker for free. That not enough for you? Matchstick has so many other products for the golfer in your life, like shoe bags, t-shirts, caps, and balls, and they're offering steep discounts on all those products as well. Get over to Matchstick Golf right now. Get your holiday shopping taken care of and put your mind at ease with the great discounts they're offering for one week only. Matchstick Golf. Set fire to the greens. This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of At The Turn. Nick and Joe with you. And can we play through? Fairway's wide open up there. That's what we're talking about today. The right way to play through on the golf course. Nick, you're usually a single. You find yourself in a position where you're trying to talk to folks about playing through a lot out there. Ah, uh, every once in a while, Joe, I'm glad this is a topic. Um, I've got some good experience playing through, and I have a tragic playing through story that's still oh. fresh enough that I just need to get off my chest. Oh, I can't wait for that. Before we get to it, please, please, I implore you, rate and review at the turn wherever you listen. Just as I'm talking right now, just scroll down, go into your app, five stars. If you want to write some words, great. If not, don't worry about it. The reviews help. The ratings help. After that, go right to Piper Golf at piper.golf. Use promo code TURN10 at checkout to save 10% off. Golf balls that already are at a great rate. I mean, you don't really need the discount, but inflation, times are tough for a lot of folks. Holiday shopping's coming up. Get it all done at piper.golf. Nick, before we get to playing through, did you hear about this nut? who plays 49 holes a day in Wisconsin. Did you read this, this Golf Digest thing? No. It's news to me, but I, I love this guy. All right. So this is a guy who, he's he's a scratch handicap, thank God. 
Apparently, he set a world record in 2021 by playing 17,820 holes in a single calendar year. People in the article are being quoted basically indicating that, yeah, this guy plays a lot of golf. And basically, since he's been 18 years old, he has played like 10,000 holes a year, which I want to get your initial thoughts on that because I think that's psychotic. Um, I don't think it's psychotic. I nope. think it's I, – no, it sounds, sounds about right. That's, that's okay. probably the perfect number. Um, no, I mean, it just – it ultimately just depends on what else you're you're sacrificing. Like what, what are you letting down, right? Because you – Life's all about priorities. everyone around you. <laughs> if you have nobody in your life and you have no obligations and you've got the means to do it and you enjoy it and it makes you happy, great. Like I, I couldn't do it. I can play. I think I've finagled my whole life around, like shifted and moved things around. The next year I can play 18 holes per week. And I, I think that is fantastic. Um, if I could play more, I probably would. When I Before I had any obligations or anybody let down, I, I think I played golf every day, uh, just about every day, one year when – when I could. So um, if you can swing it, swing it. My thought is I don't want to play that much golf. It doesn't sound like it would be fun. I think I would just be out there doing it to do it rather than doing it with purpose. Maybe it's my age. Maybe it's because I have other interests. But sometimes when I have like two rounds scheduled in a weekend, the second round, I'm like, ah, do I do I really want to do this? Maybe I should just bail. Like, I love golf, but I like it in short bursts. I don't like a long, drawn-out playing every single day. Like, I have a couple of tournaments coming up this winter, and that's just going to give me a reason to stay sharp in the offseason, but it's going to be dry this weekend, and I haven't even texted anybody about playing golf. I I just, I'm just, need a break. I need a break. I'm like Rory McIlroy. I need an offseason. Fair enough. That's That's fair, too. But congrats to this guy for playing as much golf as he is. All right, so we're here to talk about playing through the proper etiquette. Nick, how do you want to go about this? Because I have a couple of lists that I've created on my end when I want to play through and then when I want someone else to play through. And I know you have thoughts and stories, so I'll let yeah. you to the conversation. Yeah, well, why don't you get us started on just kind of like when when i don't know maybe we should just leave with like the most interesting thing right like that's who, who people are like when should you not play through like what's the worst thing you can do when like trying to play through the worst thing you can do when trying to play through is asking on a full golf course if the golf course is full don't ask i get it if you so i'm i'm thinking of this from a singles perspective mm -hmm. right so i'm a single i was sent out by the starter maybe i shouldn't have been and there's a foursome up there. I immediately finish out on the hole before. I'm up at the tee before these guys are even teeing off. Then I ask to play through. Don't do that. If there's someone in the fairway and they're waiting, you got to wait, bub. That's on you. You got you to read the room. It's a very situational thing. Yeah. And I, as a single, often, I, I actually never ask to play through. And I mean, if I needed to, I would. But normally, um, the groups will, will kind of initiate. Um, you know, or it's just, there's just no need. I think the worst, the, the worst playing through etiquette is when like a group either, either you get to the tee box and they've teed off and they're like, yeah, go ahead. And then like you tee off and then they just like play the hole with you creates this Ooh. like super awkward scenario or they're yeah. in the fairway and you get to the tee box and they wave you 
and then same thing you hit your shot and then they just like try to like finish out the hole with you it's just this very strange dynamic because you're like okay well should i wet roger over here like hit his chip shot should i go up and putt and finish and move on like what are we doing like two guys are waiting two guys are playing like, i just want to get the hell out of here that, that's the biggest thing for me that's like yeah, just just like everybody needs to just chill or just like keep going like you can't be half and half no it's true you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too there if you if you tell someone to play through then you gotta let them go you're not playing the hole with that person yeah. that is a different group than you and you gotta let them now if it's like a par three and you've already hit, I think that's an area where it's a little bit different. So if you're a single and you walk up to a foursome playing a par three, they've already hit and they're like, oh, do you want to play up with us and go? Sure. That's something a little bit different. But I also think if someone tells you to do that, you finish the hole and be on your merry way and then they finish the hole, right? Right. It's right. not like you're all putting and waiting and marking and you want the flag out, you want it in. None exactly, exactly. Okay, so here's the list that I have of etiquette when you want to play through, okay? Now, this one you might take umbrage with, but I'm curious to get your thoughts. Make sure you are significantly faster or better than the group you're playing through. Either skill or speed have to be involved at a certain point. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, that, that is an important one. And if you, there's nothing worse than like a group trying to have you play through or, or vice versa, you letting a group play through and it just slows everybody down. Like they're slower than you or they, they you, you've got to execute. Like there's, there's a task at hand that must be executed. You've got to, number one, you got to make some concessions. Like you're, you're playing this whole now, like for the lowest score, but also for the fastest time, not just solely for the lowest score. I'm I'm usually a pretty fast player. Like I played country view in three hours and 17 minutes the other day by myself. Unimpeded. Wow. You know, and that was like my, my happy pace pushing a cart, not, not riding a cart, but there are times where I intentionally will slow it down a little bit. Like, Hey, this is an important hole or I need to regain my focus or this is a particularly difficult shot. I want to take some extra time reading this putt, whatever it is. Like I, I don't stop myself from taking time when I need to, when I'm playing through, Hey, whatever my first read is, that's the read we're sticking with. You know, thing like you just got to speed it up. Now, you've lived in many places in the United States. You've lived in the Pacific Northwest. You've lived in Hawaii. You've now spent a significant amount of time in the Northeast. I don't think you were playing golf when you lived in Tennessee, were you? Uh, nah, that was when I first started, like first got introduced to it. I couldn't really call. I, I was unaware of everything I was doing. Right. So you, you, you didn't have a segment on a golf podcast called Nick Rubles at that point. <laughs> Correct. So have you noticed a difference in the etiquette of folks geographically, or does it seem pretty universal in terms of playing through? Because I feel like in the Pacific Northwest, there's a general passive aggressiveness to sort of any interaction you might have. Whereas in the Northeast, there's an aggressiveness to every interaction you might have. So I don't know if if, if you've noticed that on the golf course in this nothing, particular instance. Nothing has really stood out to me other than I, I do think people in the, in the Northeast, in New England, are a little – it's harder to get a group of four golfers who's like letting you play through all on the same page. Like you get more people where it's like – situation where they wave you through but then two of the guys are just pissed off and they're still playing anyways or like you get two of the guys in the back like wow i'm letting this guy play through well, uh, yesterday i was playing and i had to wait you know and it's just like dude just relax and then 
I remember that in, in Idaho in the Pacific Northwest one day I was playing through like a six and I'm on the green. It's a par three. They're all, they were all on the green and they let me through. And I was like finishing, holding my putt. And one of the guys was like, oh, don't worry about Jimmy's line. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> there are literally ball mark. There are six ball markers. I'm like, I'm going to be in somebody's line. Like, yeah. shut the hell up. Like, Unpreventable. But, like, seriously. So, you know, I think it's just, I think golfers are golfers. I love that he wasn't mad for himself. He was mad for Jimmy. And Jimmy's probably just like having a beer in the cart. Like, let him go. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> this is a big one. You may feel like you want to apply a lot of pressure to the group ahead of you, which is fine. But verbally, and maybe this is me as a passive-aggressive Pacific Northwesterner, I think you only get to ask once. You, you, you can verbalize asking once, and you can't ask again. If you are approaching a group on the tee, decide that that's your moment. Maybe you've been on them for a couple of holes, but you really got to pick your spot. You only get to ask once. Curious how you feel about that. I think that's a good one. I, again, I've never had that as a problem. Um, the people, again, I'm usually a single. So it's it's right. usually pretty obvious. Like they're a foursome or a threesome or whatever. There's nobody ahead of them. I'm cruising up. Hey, go on through. I, I've If I have had to ask, I've never had to ask twice. Um, sometimes the conversation is just simply, do you want to join up? A lot of times if I'm a single Groups catch up to me if I'm waiting on groups ahead of me. There's nowhere for them to go. It's just like, all right, let's just join up. Like I had a couple of weeks ago I was playing and I had no interest in, in joining up with the guys behind me. They they also had no interest. Whenever they'd finish a hole, they'd, they'd stay like 20 yards back because if I'd be waiting on the tee. And then by like the seventh hole, I was like, all right, this is stupid. And I was just like, guys, want to just join up. And that's when he pulled out his uh, spe- special putter. Uh, and I was immediately regarding my decision. Wait, what special putter? I think I told you a few episodes ago, the guy who pulled out a putter that was shaped like a penis. What? No, you've definitely not talked about this. You need to elaborate immediately. I would have remembered a penis putter. I must have told somebody else. So we get to the first green and the guy is uh, the first green that we we join up on. And he's actually got a putter that's a hockey stick shaft with, with the last six inches is, is a actual putter head. I was like, oh, that's, that's a cool putter, dude. Like, wow, that's, that's really cool. And we're in New England, so it's a big hockey region. And he's like, oh, yeah, here's my other putter. And he pulls it out, and it's a, a big pink penis with, <laughs> with a flat side that's a putter. And I'm like, why? Just, exactly. I'm like, first of all, why do you have two putters in your bag? First, why do you have two putters in your bag, and neither of them are a normal putter? Most importantly, <laughs> you have 15 clubs, sir. Let's start right there. Okay, that's an illegal amount of clubs. And he, and he wouldn't like let it go. Like then he he started telling me like three holes later, like oh my son's my son's best friend bought me this, which like is raising even more questions and even more red flags. Because I'm like, what kind of relationship do you have with your son's best friend that he's buying this? And then on like the seventeenth hole, he's like, I love to tell people that by the end of the round, like I beat him with my cock, <laughs> dude. You are a grown ass fifty something year old. Like why is this part of your life? It was very strange. Well, here's the thing. So don't join up. If you get vibes that you don't want to join up with somebody, trust your gut. That's the moral of the story. They may pull out a penis putter. Oh, my God. No, you did not tell me that. I'm I'm really glad that that came out. And look, this guy, he wants to show people this thing, okay? He is, he is just waiting for someone to ask any question about his equipment. 
Oh, you think that three one's good? Check this putter out. <laughs> what a creep. Oh my God. Um, another rule that I have for playing through. You got to put the ball in play. Whatever the fairway finder is that you have when you're playing through, you got to put that ball in play. If it's a short par four, no waiting for that thing to clear. You grab a seven iron and you get moving, man. You got to be able to execute a good shot in front of a group you're playing through. Because if you don't, it's awkward for you. The pressure builds. They're feeling like, oh my God, what, what the hell did we just decide to do? It makes it really uncomfortable. So I know that's asking a lot because it's a lot of manufactured pressure. Do your best to put that ball in play. That's such a good rule. Oh my God, that's such a good rule. I wish I would have known that one a few weeks ago. <laughs> you didn't do that. You're just hitting drivers into the road. I've got the saddest, saddest playing through story. I will share it in a few minutes, but we'll get through a few more of these because I think I think you're hitting a lot of important topics. After playing through, keep your ass moving. You you gotta go, man. They should not see you. If you if you take it upon yourself to play through the group in front of you and then you start playing slow. And this is more of, it's like a threesome and then you're a threesome and you're playing through because maybe it's some old guys that are taking some time. We don't hit it very far. If you guys like play through and then you start taking a bunch of videos and you know, you're getting a bunch of beers, it's like, do that stuff. That's absolutely fine. But make sure that you're timing it out where the old guys aren't going to chase you down. So after you play through, after you put that ball in play, keep your ass moving. Just keep yeah. going. Yeah, you have like... The obligation, I think, is like you got to finish that hole and then play the next hole. And if you do that efficiently and quickly, and everything goes according to plan. Right. You hit all your shots in play, Joe. That's great right. advice. I'll have to write that down for next time. <laughs> then you then you can breathe. Then you can crack a beer. Then you can start taking some selfies and enjoying right. nature again. But you're not enjoying anything until you finish those two holes. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. You guys don't you, have fun. No you fun. No fun until you create space. Look, if you if you want to take videos and hang back there, don't play through. Don't play yeah. through. You if you, you're going to have a lot of time to do all that shit if you don't play through. So it's true. It, and that's moving. a good point. I will I will decline offers to play through sometimes if either number one, I know there's another group in front of them, so I'm going to just be playing just as slow. I'm going to be playing through like three groups in a row because then you're looking at like six or seven holes of no fun, you know, or I know like, Hey, I'm, I'm in a good rhythm with my, with my routine. Sometimes I like to just take longer. Like if I'm behind a, a group that's kind of slow, but not too bad. Sometimes it's nice to just like, it's 70 degrees. got nowhere to be. I've already yeah. carved this time out of my day. I'm just going to lay back, take my time, pretend it's the masters and, and just going to grind it out. Yeah. I do like doing that sometimes too. Now I have a few others, but these are when I want, someone else to play through. I'm encouraging the group behind me to go. Mm-hmm. So three quick ones there. Make them feel comfortable. Make them feel like this is the only option for them. And they don't have to be in a hurry. Everything's fine. You know how you do that? You give them a reason. You're eating lunch. Hey, we're taking our time. It's my buddy's my buddy's second time ever out here. We're gonna we're gonna take our time. Please go ahead and play through, but don't rush. And on this version of it you are allowed to ask multiple times if you try to encourage them at the turn they don't want to maybe they're on you for a few more holes they catch you on a par three go ahead and ask him again make them feel comfortable give them a beer send them on their way because it's jimmy's third time playing out here nick's already walked in his line so we want to show him <laughs> a good day 
Yeah, I, I love, I got I got two points on that. I love offering a beer. The beer exchange is, is a complete icebreaker. Like, yep. If you have the opportunity where you've, you actually have beers in the course, which I, oftentimes when I'm playing by myself at 5.45 in the morning, I don't have beers on me. And if I do, probably not one that I'm going to spare. But in the rare occasion you do have one, it is a great icebreaker. Um, the, the, the other day I played and I was, the group behind me kept, would not stop hitting into me. The group in front of me was so incredibly slow. I finally get a chance to play through. I catch them on a par three and they're like playing through, playing through. Go, go ahead. I hit my tee shot and the guy goes, now hurry the fuck up. <laughs> just like, oh, thanks, dude. Fortunately, it was the one green I hit that day. I stuffed it, made an easy par. It was on my way. Nobody ever saw me again. It was great. Wait, you stuffed it and made an easy par. What happened to the birdie putt? When I say stuffed, I mean, I hit the green, Joe. We, we've established I hit one or two greens around. So if I'm within, I hit it 12 feet, that's stuffing it. Okay. Stuffed it onto the green. Yeah. Okay. 12, you know. Yes. That, yes. Hey, nice par under pressure. Thank you. Nice par under pressure. Well, there was no pressure. There was no pressure because I had already had the most mortifying, awful, terrible playing through experience like two weeks earlier that... Nothing, nothing I could do could possibly be worse than that. So there was, there was actually no pressure. It, now, was this the penis putter? Or are you referring to a separate incident? No, no, the, the incident I'm going to tell you about here in a few minutes. Uh, but tell me right now. That's my list. Okay. So what do you do when you're making the turn, right? And there had been a group in front of you, but maybe they've taken a couple extra minutes in the clubhouse. It's your it's your tee box, right? Tenth tee box is yours. <sighs> this is a tough one. Um, how long has it been? How long have you been at the tee? Well, so I'll just I'll just I'll just break it down for you. Okay, please. I'm playing I'm playing golf. Front nine's going great. Nine or ten over through nine. Breaking breaking ninety is yeah a, a real possibility. Having fun. It's a beautiful day. I get to the 10th tee. The group that had been in front of me is still in the 10th fairway, right? So I, I wasn't skipping the group in front of me. But the group that was in front of them, apparently, as I was waiting on the tee box, they come up behind me. It's, now, wait a minute. Can I, can I pause right here? Yeah. Did you know where they were? No. Not until they came up to the, to the tee box. Okay. No. But, but you recognize that the group in the fairway was the group, the the group that was two groups ahead of you, not the group that was immediately ahead of you. No, no. So I, I, I may have misspoke. I was still behind the group that was, had always been ahead of me. Okay. But the group that was two groups ahead of me, at least I had seen them. I see several holes ahead on the front nine. Didn't think much of it, but I did recognize them when they came up behind me on the 10th tee. Ooh, that's my tough. ball's already in the ground. Ooh, I'm a single there. There are two or three golfer or there were three or four golfers. I, I thought to myself, the onus is on them. Like, I'm not going to initiate a conversation. I'm just going to play. If, yeah. If they if they ask, like, oh, hey, like, whatever, maybe I'd, maybe I'd entertain joining up. I don't think I was going to let them ahead of me. I think there was no chance of that happening. Sure. But the group ahead of me was, you know, still in the fairway. So it was kind of like this long, awkward wait. And even though I never once made eye contact with them or nobody spoke any words, I could tell they were like, damn it, we didn't get in front of this. Shooting daggers. Yeah. And so it's time for me to hit. And I'm standing over my ball. Oh, no. And as I'm taking my ball away, one of the guys starts coughing. <gasps> as I take my club away, he starts coughing. 
I'm just like, so needless to say, I blast that shot out of bounds and I have to reload. And I'm like trying to decide, like, was that intentional? Or was it not? They didn't make a single sound for the last seven minutes. And now all of a sudden oh he's having God. a coughing attack. So clearly I'm like, that was probably intentional, but whatever. Hey, first penalty stroke of the day. No big deal. It's going to happen. You're going to experience it when you're trying to break 90 out on a golf course. No big deal. Right. So I Let's finished the back. hole. Let's bounce back. Finish the hole. The next hole is a par three. And the group ahead of me who had been pretty slow has teed off. But but I catch them as they're like just leaving the tee. And they're like, hey, go right ahead. I'm oh. like, oh, don't mind if I do. Because at this point, I'm like, now I can probably cruise. Yeah. And God, I hit such a good, such a good strike. But it was just, it's just offline a little bit. And I was like up at the base of a tree. And I didn't think I would get a good swing on the, on the chip shot. So I find my ball and I'm like, all right, I just got to get the hell out of here. Like, just finish this hole. Like, just get out of here. I'm like, there's no chance I'm going to make good contact on the shot because of like everything my ball was in. And I actually pured my, a really good chip shot, except Great. for it went like 30 yards too far. Cause I didn't <laughs> think I was going to. So now I'm up against a, a, a famous new England rock wall on the other side of the green. And I'm like, well, there's literally no chance. And I'm like dropping my ball, just trying to get it on the green. Now I'm just, now I'm just in like, you know, I'm taking a mental health triple. I, I just need to like get this ball somewhere near the hole where it's yeah. acceptable to just pick it up and move on. So I finally do that. And I'm like scurrying over to the next tee. I'm like, I'm, I'm a shattered man right now. I'm like, I'm flustered. I'm, I'm trying to hurry. I'm like, no chance of breaking 90 anymore. Like I just hate everybody. I just want to get through and I'm going to the next tee and I hear one of the guys be like, well, now this group behind us is coming off on us. And I'm like, Oh my God. So I pull out my fairway finder on the next tee, blast it into the woods, but it's okay. Cause I have another ball in my pocket. Blast that one into the woods. I'm <laughs> not sure if I'm left-handed anymore. If I need to find some variety clubs, I just want to be anywhere on planet earth except for on this golf course. One of the guys is in the woods digging for my ball. I'm like, dude, stop. I can't handle this right now. I just need, I just need everybody to go away. Nick, you forgot one of my rules for playing through. <laughs> no, why didn't you tell me? Uh, so okay, that is that is awful. I'm sorry that. Oh happened my god, to you. I was it was so it was so demoralizing. I'm a little surprised that on the tenth hole, when those guys pulled up, you just didn't say, "Hey guys, I'm a single. I'm just gonna blow." I thought it was. I didn't think it needed to be stated. I thought it was obvious. Yeah. I mean, they must have taken. 25 30 they must have gone to the restaurant and got sandwiches like legitimately eating lunch in the restaurant yeah yeah i mean i didn't even know they were there was they were coming to the tea until i was you know on the tea can i can i ask um kind of a rude question given that yeah. story you just yeah. told yeah what'd you shoot in the back oh god uh i could i could pull it up for you it was not yeah. good yeah give me the, um, give me give me the blow by blow <laughs> i won't give you the blow by blow i'll give you the final number though um, give me the raw pulling up my, my was this a country view no this was at crystal lake where i got married <laughs> oh that place is beautiful yeah well it was most days i uh let's see <laughs> i shot uh 46 on the front 52 nice. on the back okay i did par three out of the last five holes coming in so i actually had to play through another group after that a six sum like i, I shit you that six sum of of like college bros um I basically parred every hole that I wasn't playing through and, and tripled every hole that I was playing through on the back. It was, See, it was insane. There's your, the I, USGA. I, I, 
I was just going to say real quick, the USGA should take that into account. You know how they have the player's course correction based on yes. how everyone plays? If you play through a group, you should get like a half a stroke taken off of your score for the day. Yeah. No, I, I agree. So there was there were four holes. Yeah, it was – anyways, it was – the holes I didn't play through a, a group, I was – I uh, was like bogey golf. Oh, my God. That, was, that sounds awful. Yeah, and it, it's funny because I normally – like there was like, like three years ago. I, I birdied a hole while I was playing through on a par three. And like ever since then, I, I've just told myself like I'm a badass when I play through. Like people people only see like two or three shots and like they think I'm just like, you know, maybe breaking par, like definitely shooting in the mid 70s. So I've like had this like false confidence when I play through, which I think is really helpful. Like I think you should have a false confidence when you're playing through. You should have a false confidence when you step on a golf course, really. <laughs> really, it's, it's so true. And like I, I haven't had an episode like that since like probably the days I was playing with you since I was like truly getting my feet wet, like in the beginning stages of like, am I going to get the club face on this ball or not? So it's been a long time and uh, man, it was, it was really, it was really humiliating and just like the guy, the group's like, take your time, man, take your time. And I'm just like, shut up. That just reminds me to put a button on this when I was playing at um, I, Lace and I went to Palm Springs uh, last October and I snuck out to PGA West and I got paired up with this doctor super like the dream random partner, right? He's like my age and we're drinking beers at like 9am just taking videos of each other, just having a great time. And we get to like the eighth hole and we're at two, so there's a foursome that's been playing really slow and they wave us up. And this is like not a hole to play. It's a par three, but it's like 205 with a forced carry and like long as this bunker. And if you get in the bunker, you're going to be hitting back toward the water. Like, let, just give me a four. Get me out of here. Yep. But we had to play quick. So I stick a six iron in the ground and I'm like, just play, like, just swing hard, play a huge draw. And it came out just as perfect as it possibly could. And he turned and said to me, and I've never forgotten this because it's what I try to think over difficult shots ever since he goes way to step up and hit a golf shot just like that. And I was like, whenever I have a hard shot or like a shot that I need to execute, I always think to myself, just step up there and hit a golf shot. Yeah, dude. I love it. Anyway, PGA West is friggin' rad. If you can get out there, the stadium course, um, do you have anything else I'm playing through before we get to our mad golfer? Oh, Besides that, like humiliating story. No, I think we're all set. Yeah, I was going to say you laid yourself bare on this episode. I love it. It is now time for our Mad Golfer of the Week brought to you by T-Box Coffee, a roast to order coffee brand in the heart of Southern California for the golfer who can shoot 68. Golfer who shoots 112 at every score in between. Let T-Box heal your morning rounds. Use promo code TURN15 at checkout. Nick, we're heading to your neck of the woods. Hmm. Maybe a little bit north. Beth Page Black in New York, host of two U.S. Opens this century. Have you been on the uh, Beth Page Black before? I went to the PJ Championship there. That the one that uh, Brooks won? But yeah, Brooks won it. Tiger missed the cut. So we went on Saturday, and uh, Tiger missed the cut on the number. Like, he had a putt to make the cut on Friday night. Oof. And um, he missed it. But it was actually kind of good because we went super early the next day. And it was like the crowds were super tame. Um, so yeah, I have been on Beth play Beth page. I, I actually think like, I'm not like a top 100 course chaser, but I would love the experience of the yeah. parking lot experience and, and all of that. I don't have a bucket list, but if I make one, that'd be on it. 
For folks that are unfamiliar, that is the course where you have to sleep in your car overnight to get in line to play the next day. When you go to the black course, which is the course where they play the U.S. Opens, there's literally a sign that says, warning, the black course is extremely difficult and is only for very skilled golfers, which is hilarious because if you're going to sleep in your car overnight, you're going to play the black course because it's the one that Tiger Woods won a U.S. Open on 20 years ago. So, yeah, um, but that's there. Here's our mad golfer of the week. Quote. The courses are all five stars, all in excellent shape. Checking in is a process that is a bit out of control. Now, Nick, please, please save your anger for, for, for this to be over and we can discuss. When you check in, it has a Department of Motor Vehicles feel with attitudes to match. I understand major PGA events take place here. No shit. But your estate park may be welcoming. Get over yourself. If you're playing a course that allows a cart, Get prepared for making two other stops. The pro shop, where the where you will then pay, then to the cart place far away where you leave your driver's license, then get your cart. You will then deal with a starter who most likely will be as friendly as shingles who will cut your wristband off. <laughs> the point of the wristband, I have no idea. Maybe to fulfill a staff desire to get close to an artery with a sharp object. After the TSA-like procedure to begin your round, you will then have a rectal exam. <laughs> Once you're on the course, it's great. You soon forget about it all. Five stars course, two stars range, three stars practice green, zero stars chipping area, zero stars staff friendliness. I can appreciate that this person rated every department of the course individually. Man. Just this just hammers home how how much the human interactions influence people's opinions. That's all they're about. That's really all they're about. That's all that matters. And that is your mad golfer of the week. We're gonna close up shop as we usually do, and that is apologizing to Nick because <laughs> the theme song we're working on it maybe for Christmas time. Maybe for Christmas time, but it's Thanksgiving week, so not right now. It is now time for Nick Rules, brought to you by Matchstick Golf. Use promo code TURN20 at checkout. Well, I got a five-pack of rules for you today, Joe. Oh, uh, my. So we're just going to breeze through these new rule updates for 2023 from the USGA. Um, there's five key changes. I'm reading straight from the USGA's PDF, so don't get mad at me. I'm just I'm just telling you what the USGA is telling me, Okay. Number one, new rule modifications for players with disabilities. I think they're allowing more things and more competitions, devices to make the game more accessible. The USGA is doing adaptive golf championships. It's badass. They're just making sure that everything that players need are accessible. And Fabulous. Leave. Replacing damaged clubs. If your club is damaged during a round, except in the case of abuse, so you can't break it over your knee, but you can break it over a tree while you're trying to wrap it around one. You may replace it, repair it, or continue to use it. I believe the the new part of that rule is that you can continue to use it. I don't think you could have used it before, but it doesn't matter anyways. You can do anything you want now. Love it. Ball moved by natural forces when your ball is at rest after taking relief and then rolls into an area of the course due another area of the course due to natural causes. There's no penalty and you must replace it. So basically, you hit your ball into a water hazard. There's a bank of a water. You drop your ball outside of the water hazard and the slope of the bank rolls your ball back inside that red line. You replace it and play from there. Okay. 
Yeah. Make sense? Yeah. A- absolutely. Okay. Simplified back on the line relief. So basically, all right, when you're using the relief option, you're required to drop the ball on the line and it may roll up to one club length in any direction. I think previously you had to like, you didn't have to, but you created this triangle with one club length either direction and you Correct. Like had to select the reference point and then you triangulated the three points and it was like, no, dude, just drop it on the line. Just drop it on the line. Let's make it easier. Yeah. The last one, I think it's really going to help you out. I think it's going <laughs> to save a lot of strokes from your game, Joe. Let's go. Handicap on scorecard and stroke play only. You are not required to put your handicap on your scorecard, and there is no penalty if you return your scorecard in a competition with an incorrect handicap. It is now the committee's responsibility. So if I'm trying to calculate a net score on my own and I do it wrong, it doesn't make a difference? Is that what you're saying? Apparently, and now I I should explore this one further. Before 2022 is over. Apparently, there was a rule that stated you must put your handicap on your scorecard. What? And apparently, there was some sort of penalty associated with not doing that or not doing it correctly. All my scholars are null and void for 2022 then because I did not I do that one time. Every score, prior, I have never shot a round of golf because, <laughs> because I've never done that. I have no scores. I've been DQ'd from every casual round of golf I've ever played. And that is Nick Rules. Remember, when you're playing through... Nick, what's the one thing you have to do? What is our takeaway from today, do you think? I'll just stripe it. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time at The Turn.